I want to thank God for this opportunity of ministering the word of God again. It's been a hard time. I'm standing here, I want to cry, but I'm keeping holding my tears back. <laughs> I want to be a strong man. And um, I'll never stop thanking you as the body as well. The reason I'm still standing, the reason I'm still strong is because of the people who believe in God, so as I do as well. If we are walking the journey with the Lord, it's all of us, it makes much better. I think if I walk with the enemy, I don't think I'll have a good road. I'll have a bumpy road. So, I'm so grateful that I choose Jesus. How many of you are so happy that you chose Jesus in your life? He chose us, thank you. And you choose him too. One in one hand, exchange. It's a lovely thing. And I look back in my days when I used to sing the song, Yes, Jesus loves me. And the Bible tells me so. So, so beautiful. You never have any problem. You want to sing? Can I sing it? Can we sing it, Chesh? One, let's sing it all. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. I can carry on in Zulu, but you're going to be lost. (laughs) You're going to be lost next time. Today, I want to talk to people. I want to minister to two or three people around here. And I'm so grateful that we've been having this whole term talking about thankful. I like to be thankful, guys. It brings joy to me when I'm thankful. So I had this in my office these days. And I thought the Lord is speaking to me. And then randomly, there's ladies meeting at the back there. I love food, guys. I make sure there's food there. And because they are so kind to me, those ladies, they will always make means of, would you like some cake and tea? And then I will have a big yes. But on other time, I was fasting. And it was very hard because they have all cup of cakes and everything like that. So I had to close my door because I didn't even know how to see them. <laughs> fasting is not easy. When you're fasting, you know it's hard. But I thank God for fasting because it reminds the love of Jesus again. We don't get... When you have food, there are people who don't have food. But every day we wake up and we forget to be thankful that we wake up with the warm milk warm food in the morning, but other people, they don't have anything. I want to encourage you, church. Food is not something that satisfies you, but the word of God makes you life. So I had this sitting down on the like table down there. It was a scripture. It was a Valentine's Day. And I thought the believers, they don't celebrate Valentine's. (laughs) But I just love this, the way they're celebrating it. 
It's Jeremiah 31 verse 3. I have loved you with everlasting love. It makes me realize that God does not love you with a temporal love. He loves you everlasting. It's not an, something that's just for a short time being. It's something that will last forever. Aren't you have a confidence of knowing that you are loved forever? And people, they may disappoint you. Maybe the relationship never worked the way you want to be. But when someone, like Jeremiah saying that, that God loves you forever, it gives you self-confidence again. You don't have to start searching somewhere. And it reminded me that I'm, I'm loved forever. I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, thank you that you love me. Things do not look the way it is, but that means that you love me from every time of the hour and every minute. It makes me so happy. So this spoke to me so much. And therefore, with love and kindness, have it drawing to you. So it's been drawing to me. I have something that I can go through. I think the person that wrote the scripture, he thought it was writing for Valentine's, and, but it was actually a changing mind for me to realize that God loves me. I want to challenge each and everyone here. God loves you, Ayand. God loves you, Dorothy. God loves you, Mrs. Bade. God loves you, Milian. God loves you, Anthony. Everyone here, you are here because God loves you. You are not a mistake. There's a reason for you to be part of this. If you thought, um, I'm not preaching. I'm already preaching. The time being in the week and I was at Caltech's garage uh, as the person that loves food. There was a, a cheapest breakfast, 35 rand. That you can go there and buy breakfast and take selfie for yourself so you can have the breakfast for the whole year. If you win. <laughs> Hoping that I can spend 35 rand and take a selfie with me with the breakfast so I can win the whole year. Can you imagine? The coffee with the bunny of breakfast the whole year. That would be so nice. And I want you, my topic for today, I want you to have a, a thankful attitude. How many of you have the word attitude and then you look at the attitude in the bad way? I've, I remember they say, yes, the people from home affairs, they have a bad attitude. The people from all the services of government that I will never mention by names, but I've just realized mentioning home affairs. That people, they say it. These people, they have bad attitude. I want you today to have a good attitude of giving thanks.
don't have an attitude of thinking, you know what? I'm just going to wake up in the morning and not praising God for what I have. Because everything that you have does not come from nowhere, but it comes from the Lord. We tend to forget to think that God, each and every detail of the little things we have, it comes from the Lord. So, just to go back on the, the selfie thing. Because wherever I am, I want to proclaim the good news. I want to tell people how thankful I am. Sometimes I feel like pinching myself, like thinking I'm talking too much. My wife always says that whenever I go with you in the shop, you talk too much. <laughs> That's what satisfies me. That's what I see people. When I talk to people, I get so excited. Because I found something. That makes me alive. So I want to tell you a little bit a trick of praising the Lord and bringing people to Christ with a thankfulness. So I sit down there, I took a selfie, I've got my breakfast, so happy. Someone joined me and said, let's have a two selfie, hopefully we're going to win this breakfast. And then we have a cut. I thought it's a good deal. Let's have a selfie, and then we put it the Caltex picture thing in the uh, Facebook page. But that was an, a divine appointment of meeting someone and telling him how thankful I am. So we, we talk, and then we both have a breakfast, just finishing dropping the kids. And one thing I said, he said, what do you do? I told him, no, I'm a pastor and everything. I said, can you tell me anything about you? I, I just, I was so thankful that I'm alive. I'm so thankful that I have a cleft palate and then I was fixed. He looked at me like with the big eyes. <laughs> How can you be thankful that you have a cleft palate? And then you, you're so happy about that. I said, I thank you. I thank God. Because I will never look like that. It took God to use doctors and everyone so I can have a better smile. So he looked at me like he thought I was crazy. So I said to him, do you know Isaiah 61? He said, yeah, I know Isaiah 61. The guy that stays at 61. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the problem is this. We talk to people that are not believers like we are believers. But when we talk to people that are not believers, we need it to be wise. How are we going to be wise? By sharing the word of God. Love them so they can see Christ living in you. So I, we are thankful, I'm thankful. I told him everything that I'm thankful for. And then I, t- I said, it's just Isaiah 61. He said, that guy. And I said, no, 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 I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about Isaiah 61. In the Bible, oh, sheesh, are you, are you a believer or are you a religious? I said, no, I'm not. My call is to proclaim the good news. I wake up in the morning, that satisfies me to tell that God is good all the time. When we say God is good, we don't say it in our lips, but we say it from right deep inside in our belly. So, we, we keep going and talking, and, that's, and it gave me a challenge. Well done. Preach it, Zoe. 
it got me thinking when I'm sitting with this guy, this is what I want to talk to you guys from that conversation. It was his turn now because I'm not going to talk only by myself. I want him to talk too. I said, what are you thankful for? He started complaining. I'm not thankful of anything. Look at this government. Look at this. Look at this. He said all the things that is like a complaint, not thankfulness. I said, you don't have anything that you want to be thankful for. I don't have anything. You see, the world is just a mess. And I said, are you sure? It was very surprised for me. There are people out there who got even, not even one thing that they are thankful for. And I said, um, maybe I'm thankful for my kids. I said, your kids are like, yeah, but they are just causing problems. One is just going out, dating boyfriends, and he all complain. Can we not be the church of complaining, but can we be the church of praising the Lord? We complain. What we have is come from the Lord. The little things we have, it's come from the Lord. Can we stand up in the morning and go in your knee and say, Lord, I thank you because you move the mountains. There's nothing that I have to complain about it. I actually found it out that most when you complain, complain is a sin. Stop complaining. Be grateful and say, Lord, I thank you that I can breathe. I thank you for the arms that I have. I thank you the soul that I'm touching on. I don't know what happened next time when you wake up in the morning, you are out of the surface of gravity. There's nothing that pulls you to walk. We only see you walking up. Be thankful for the force of gravity. So, we carry on with this conversation. And it happens that on Monday, I want to throw this to you as well. We're doing the series says, what are you happy? What, what makes you happy? I will actually take the moment. Ask someone next to you, what makes you happy? Just ask someone, what makes you happy? I did not open the opportunity to say how great you are. But I opened the opportunity of realizing what makes you happy. I found a lot of conversation going on here because there's something that makes you happy when you wake up in the morning. And I believe what makes you happy makes you thankful too. You can never have something that makes you happy, but you're not having a thankful heart as well. I want to confess my sin. In the congregation. Cars, they've made me happy. Cars. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Coffee, they've made me happy. There's nothing wrong about those things. But I realize it. Those things, I'm not going to have it anymore. There will be time where I'm not going to be buried with my Mercedes Benz. There will be time where there is no coffee in top of my coffin. But what makes me happy is to have Jesus. 
I don't want to be religious. But what makes me happy is to know that I have someone that I can run to, Abba Father. And said, I cannot deal with this. Take it over. Give me another day so I can have a good day too. You can easily wake up in the morning so grumpy. You can easily get to your work. I don't know how many people of you have prayed for work and then you are not happy with your work now. Why? Because we are humans. We always want something that can satisfy us. Be grateful that God has put you on that work because you are the changing agent. Be grateful that you pray for other day to have those kids. There are some people who do not have kids here. You pray for those kids. Now they are rebellious. They are not actually going to your own order. But you say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for them. Because when you have an attitude of thanking the Lord, not an attitude of being grumpy, the Lord sees and said, I've provided you with those kids. And then I'll raise them in your manner. Not in, in your own understanding. That is never work. Remember, I've asked for the family sometime. And I said, I'm, I'm living by my own. I want to have a family. And I want to confess, I've been not actually been thankful for the family that I have. Because the families that we have, we have all the arguments around. Sometimes you're not so pleased that you're thinking, why do I have my cousins coming over for Christmas? Some of you ladies, you've been praying for your husband for many years. Be thankful for your husbands. Be thankful for your, for your women, gentlemen. And now you're complaining. You said they are too much for you. <laughs> I want you to leave this place with the attitude of thankfulness. Thank you for the shining shoes that you're wearing, Ayanda. I want to read the word of the Lord. I've been messing around. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 2, verse 5. You must have the same attitude. Can anyone say attitude? Oh, you guys said it nicely than me. Attitude. Oh, wow. I wish I went to these Model C schools. <laughs> Peter went to Cabazella. We've been told to pronounce the word attitude. It attitude. <laughs> that Christ Jesus has. Who has it? Christ. So, if I look at this, if I require the thankfulness, and then if I have a partner who is Christ Jesus, the same attitude with Christ Jesus, I think South Africa will never be the same. I bet it. We'll have a revival. And I pray for revival right here in Jesus' name at Sarepta. 
when we have a thankfulness, each and everyone walking in that door and said, I'm going to come and praise the Lord and be thankful. When I'm hearing the word of God, I'm not going to be grumbling and saying, look at this because he's not my favorite preacher, but I want to actually have the same attitude with Christ. I'm not going to be the same when I'm leaving this place, but I'm going to be a totally a changing machine of loving Christ. Let's not come to the fair tree as the table and come out maybe as a coconut or anything. When you come to the fair tree, come up nice and polished so the other people, you can tell them about Christ. Don't be grump at your workplace. I remember and thinking, what would it look like if you're walking into the working environment and you have a boss who have an attitude of giving thanks? I thank you to the lowest management team and said, I thank you for packing those things. The big guy coming and said, I thank you that you are swapping the, the chairs around. I want to thank you. I've been going at checkers a couple of times. You know the cashers, they don't have time. But I took the time and I looked at their eyes. I said, I want to tell you one thing. I love you and I thank you what you're doing. Because for me, the grocer to actually happen, it took you to sit down and scan it and put that, everything. I want to thank you. Other ladies, sometime he came and told me and said, I actually notice every time when you come here, you say thank you. You say thank you, the man of Umlungu. That's what they say, the word, the money for the white person. There's no money for the white person. The money is from the Lord. I say thank you because I took it serious what she's doing. I say thank you to the people that are cleaning around the place. And you see their heart. That they started melt down. Because they have realized that they are important as well. Let's be the people that will walk in here. I want to challenge you. When you're coming into this church, don't look at the negative things, but look at the positive things. Let's be the church of say, we thank you because there are other people who could not minister as we do. There will be AK-47. I don't know how many people will start leaving this building when say, how many of you love Christ? We can freely say Jesus here. No problem. I thank you. I want to have a thankful attitude. I don't want to have the attitude of, ah, wake up in the morning, ah. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ Jesus. Some people, they don't know what they are will here. For this is God's will. God is required to actually to be thankful. That is only that. I teach my children when they're from young age. I said, when we're giving you something, don't grab it like that. Have it two hands. Why that symbol? We're actually showing the appreci- appreciated, Dad. Thank you so much. 
If I don't want to give it to them, I will never give it to them. But eventually, I give it to them. Christ will never actually say that I'm not going to give you this. But Christ knows what is good for you. Be thankful. And I, I want to I actually, I see I'm running out of time. But I want to I wanna use this demonstration. I like, uh, and can you help me so everybody can see? Because you can forget everything I've just said, but you can remember this. Pretend this is, this is us. <laughs> uh, this is Milan. Uh, this is Janisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'll sort him out. Just a demonstration. Uh, this is Allen. Yeah. Church, let's stop holding back from God. Let's release it. Let's release the thankfulness. The reason that guy there, he did not actually be able to tell me what is he thankful for because he's holding on things. I want to just grab things. It's mine. By the human nature, we want to grab things and we want to say it belongs to me. I'm not going to let it go. It's mine. So if I'm not going to be thankful, that means there's something that is going to be losing out of me. So we are pretending to be the people that want to hold things and then we are piling and piling. And then when you have all those things, they started to explore because you are not thankful for. First of all, all those things are benefits from the Lord. So it keeps you live again. So, some people, they say, you know what? I'll come from the church on Sunday. And then, this is what I can give it to God. I've heard Zolane preaching. I'll just be, we need to squeeze them a little bit. To be thankful for. But can I tell you, you have more here. You don't want to let it go. You say, no, uh, I can see a little bit tunnel. They've been preaching about the word of God. That Christ is in me. It's fine. I will a little bit giving thanks to him. A little bit, okay. I'm not going to let it much. I'll, it's mine. It's mine. You know the word mine. Have you seen the kid when you're trying to take the toy from away? It's mine. They're so furious. They're so angry. Your fate. No, 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 God. I'll have a little bit of fate. Just a little bit. That's what God wants. God wants you to give it all to him. Ah, I've had uncle um, preaching. Hey, the worship was so nice. You know, today, I will release it. I need more. Some people, they're worried about the table here. They don't worry about what the Lord is saying. <laughs> I've heard the word of God. And then you meet with people because one thing that I realized, here we are the team. Here, that's why we actually be able... When Milen is leading us to worship, she's actually the downpipe of the Lord. So we needed to respond to Milen. In the Zulu culture, 
You know what? We never have a worship leader. What is that? We are all worshipers. And this is what we are looking for in the church. Whenever someone is leading you to the Lord, you say, you know what? You don't need people to squeeze you so you can release it. You don't need people to say, you know what? Today, I'm not actually one of the examples. I'm always shocked. My wife, she's shine to talk to people, but I did not need to squeeze her to come and give thanks to the Lord. This is interesting. There's nothing here. I pray for this church again. Let's stop uncapping God. We are so much, I'm so done of this religious thing where we said, you know what? I'm going to keep it all into me. I'm not going to worship him. I'm not going to praise him. I'm not going to say thankful for the faith that I have. I want to let him go. This is what I want. I want to uncap him. I want everything that I have. It does not belong to me. It belongs to him. I want to let it out. There are people sitting here and they said, what about it empty now? You know what? God, when you release it, God will fill it. Stop. You got nothing to fill this. God is the one who's filling it again. When you keep holding it, it's time to release it. I challenge you, church. Let it go. Let it go of the things that has been worried. If you've been said you have a cancer, those are fact. But by faith, you said I'll go for the chemo to be delivered and be healed. If there's a disease of anything, you said I praise you, Lord, under these circumstances of things because I know by faith that I'll be better. The finances. I chatted to a friend of mine. I said, sometimes I feel so sorry when I'm going to minister at Stockville and then someone said, I don't have enough bread. Can you please give me some bread? And then I don't have any money with me. But, you know, one thing I've said, let me stop to have a guilt, but let me actually, what I can give to this guy is the word of the Lord. If I have money, I give it to him. But I can never leave the place without actually proclaiming how God is in my life. Let's start having faith in our bank accounts. Let's start not look all the things that is around the source of incomes and we say those things are actually holding us that we will keep not thanking him. We'll have to be a little bit of the thing. If you forget what I've said, I want you to have a thankful attitude. And my last take, I want to challenge you. When we're going to go to the worship, I want you to worship with a thankful heart. I want you to worship with everything that you have. And I want to read those scriptures that are on the newsletter. It's Hebrews 11 verse 6. It keeps me going every time because I know where the ingredients come from. 
when you don't have these ingredients, you will have a less faith. It says, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who are sincerely seek him. I want to seek God. I want to find him. And actually, I was amazed when I was reading this scripture. It says, impossible to please God without faith. I thought it's to please God. Maybe you have to read the Bible. You must have to do all everything. But what it requires is to have faith. Just like that. That's what he wants. I want you to have that ingredient when you leave this place. He said, I will thank the Lord for the faith that I have in him. For the things that seems like they're stopping me to thank him. But I want to thank him for that. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And now, you wonder why people in this world, I'm going to smash you. It's okay. I can leave this building and then you guys can chase me afterwards. But I want to speak this to this church. And I'm not speaking to Sarepta as well. I'm speaking to South Africa. He said, first come by hearing the word of God. And then when you don't hear the word of God, where do you get the word of God from? By the medias. By the things that you listen to. And then you're thinking, how am I going to grow in my faith by tuning in all those music, uh, music channel for young people? For the news, what the news they are saying, that's where you're getting your faith from. But your faith does not come from those things. They come from God. I've met several people. They said they want to move to South Africa. I have nothing to do with moving you to South Africa. I'm okay. It's just that I don't have a British passport. If I have, I will borrow it from Allen and go with him. But if you're hearing the word of God, not hearing what the media is saying, you will completely the changing agent. You will be completely the people that can have faith again. You will be the people that will never be the same again. People can tell you there's all sort of movement, but the word of God never lies. I want to minister to people that they are love support. They are in the edge. They're like, my faith is not growing anymore. I'm not so excited about the thing called the church. I'm not so thankful anymore because it seems like every time when I have something to be thankful, my life goes very worse. I'm sick. What I'm thankful for? I don't have much in my bank account. I've been just going through the divorce. What I am thankful for? You know what? I want to bring hope to you again. I want to restore to you, you have a goodness in life. I want us to stand up. You said, I've looked down in my life. I don't see the purpose of living. Maybe you are actually in the age where you think the decisions that you're making, they are very worse. But I want to tell you today, God is good. I want to tell you today, 
Every morning when you wake up and say, look at these mountains that I'm living, I want to praise him. I want you to take the moment. You have a thousand things that you want to praiseful to the Lord for. But there's one special thing that you said, you know what, Lord? I thank you for this. I thank you that whenever I feel down, you'll have an attitude of a thankfulness. Whenever things life do not look in the same way you want it to be, but you'll wake up and say, you know what? I want to have an attitude of thanking you, Lord. Sometimes we have forget to be thankful. We think everything that came, it came nowhere. But it came from Christ who has given us. So I just want you to take the heart of your moment now and say, Lord, I'll pray. And, but I want you to pray too. And let every church lift up the Lord and say, we want to thankful for some things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son to die for us. Thank you, Father, that you are a good father. Thank you, Lord, whenever we look to you, you show us that you loved us. Thank you, Lord, that where we are, it's because of you, God, that you sent your son to die for me and to die for everyone here. Thank you, Lord, that I wake up in the morning with a meal to eat. Thank you, Lord, that I have a warm bed to sleep on. Thank you, Lord, that every moment when I ever to travel, point A to point B, you have provided me the vehicle to go with. Thank you, Lord, for the breath in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the source of income that comes to me in my full living to provide. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the community. Thank you for the people that I'm with here. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Sarepta. Thank you, Lord, for people who are involved in every ministry. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the kids here. We thank you, Lord, for the elderly people. You said in Joel, the people, they will see vision. I thank you, Lord, the people that see vision in Sarepta here. I thank you, Lord, for the revival about to happen in this church. Come, Lord Jesus, we're welcoming you here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. If you have been not so thankful these days, if you've been sick, I believe God wants to heal people right now. Come in as we will. Come to the front. We pray for people. Thank you, Jesus.